In this episode of the Guidebook, we're talking TV trailers. A couple of new ones have come out of note of recently. We've got the trailer for WandaVision, and we've got the trailer for season two of The Mandalorian, both from Disney Plus. So let's talk about it. First off, we've got WandaVision. So obviously, as a lot of you know, the MCU is venturing properly into television with the new uh, addition to Disney Plus. It was supposed to begin with, of course, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic, the filming for that has been put on hold. That's slated to come out next year. WandaVision's been pushed forward to the end of this year. And so WandaVision stars Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Banksworth, the Scarlet Witch, and Paul Bettany as Vision. It stars a few other people, some really surprising additions, kind of, uh, for the MCU as a whole. You've got Kat Dennings back as Darcy Lewis from the first two Thor movies, as well as Randall Park as Jimmy Woo, who was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now, this trailer really sold me, okay? So the name WandaVision isn't really inspiring to anyone, and Wonder and Vision's relationship within the MCU was really, really ham-fistedly flagged up from the minute one of their first interaction in Age of Ultron for me, and I never really got into it until uh, until we got the stuff that happened in Infinity War. The content of the WandaVision trailer is really, really promising. And it's very, very bonkers. And it's showing the MCU doing a different kind of take on things. You've got Wanda and Vision living in this kind of 50s style uh, sitcom household like you would have from television shows of the time. And uh, there's obviously some freaky stuff going on with Catherine Hahn's character and other stuff going on in the background. And for me, this is obviously very, very reminiscent of the House of M story in the comic books. And it'll be really interesting to see how they translate something so utterly batshit crazy onto the screen. Spoilers for the comics. Uh, the House of M storyline follows Wanda as she dreams up children for her and Vision after Vision dies. And obviously that seems to be the case here with Catherine Hahn's character telling Vision that he isn't alive, obviously having died in Infinity War. So this is a really crazy story for the MCU to be going down and it looks like a new clear direction that's something that we haven't seen before in any corner of television and I'm for one really really interested in seeing what this cast and these creators can bring to this House of M storyline. Moving on to the Mandalorian trailer Season 1 really took me by surprise. So overall, obviously, with the Star Wars universe and the stuff that's going on in the films right now, it's been heavily Palpatine and Skywalker stories. And I was fine with that up until the point, basically episode 6, where I thought this is a massive universe that you've created, but yet we're focusing so clearly on these families where there are thousands of other stories that you can be telling in a universe like this and it did disappoint me that uh the the execs at disney and ryan johnson and principally jj abrams went back on the decision on episode in episode eight to have 
race lineage mean nothing in the wider world. I thought that that decision was one of my favourite in The Last Jedi. So with The Mandalorian com coming out, I was quite uh, happy with the creatives behind the scenes. Obviously, you've got John Favreau heading it all up. He's a great, great, great mind, great directorial mind, uh, obviously behind such stuff as like the first two Iron Man movies. And this gave a lot of humour and a lot of breadth and depth to the Star Wars universe in other corners of this world and this universe that we've never seen before. And obviously the Mandalorian has gifted us the glorious Baby Yoda, and he is an adorable little ball of green fluff, and uh, he must be protected at all costs. That brings us to the Mandalorian Season 2, which finds uh, the Mandalorian protecting Baby Yoda at all costs, trying to take him back to the Order of the Jedi. Now, uh, obviously, the standout moment in this is when... Baby Yoda realises that there's a fight about to go down. He clicks his ball over his head, hides, screen cuts to blank. Loads of fighting noises are going on. And then it cuts open and the room is full of a load of bodies on the ground and the Mando standing tall. And it's a really great moment uh, and a lot of humour that is radiating through the show. I am a little bit worried with The Mandalorian Season 2, with how Season 1 ended. With something like the Star Wars universe, I really don't think that you should require any pre-reading. I don't think the uh, Star Wars has garnered enough respect it within the fandom, especially within the general fandom, to require its viewers to go and see stuff like The Clone Wars or read some of the comic books. And with season one ending with... Juan Carlo Esposito's character coming out of the ship and lighting up the Darksaber. I had no idea what that was after that. And my friends were all buzzing at the idea. My friends who loved the extended lore and the extended universe of Star Wars. And I thought that was a completely wrong decision. And if they lean too hard into stuff that isn't in, say, the movies and other lore thereof... Uh, they might alienate a lot of casual viewers, but this trailer hasn't hasn't worsened any of those fears. It's still quite a succinct story of the Mandalorian trying to get this child away from danger and uh, protecting the child at all costs. So I'm really looking forward to the Mandalorian coming, dropping on Disney Plus in the autumn. I will be checking it out week on week, maybe giving a few reaction videos as well. So those were my thoughts on the Mandalorian trailer and the WandaVision trailer. What did you think about them? Are you looking forward to these shows? Are you disappointed that Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been delayed due to the coronavirus pandemic? Let's chat about it. I've been your guide. I'll talk to you later. Before we get to the big trailer releases for TV, we've unfortunately got a new wave of delays to the movie release schedule here in the UK and over in the US, a lot of them being MCU movies. We've got Black Widow delayed to May 7th, 2021, Shanghai moves to July 9th, 2021, and Eternals is shifting back all the way to November 5th, 2021. 2021 is not a real year in my book, uh, but there we are. This is being reported by Variety. 
Also pushed back, you've got the Death on the Nile has been moved to December 18th, 2020. The Kingsman is shifted to February 12th, 2021. And Steven Spielberg's West Side Story to December 10th, 2021. This is almost inevitable, really, after the, the failed testing of the waters that was uh, Tenet and the New, Mutant, the New Mutants release. Obviously, they've lost a lot of money, both... Uh, both Disney with the New Mutants and with Warner Brothers for the release of Tenet. And obviously it's playing chicken with who goes next on the next lot of experimentation. With coronavirus regulations tightening here in the UK even more and in the US, they kind of haven't really got to anywhere near the same point as the UK's found themselves in pre-second wave it's kind of almost been inevitable now that they'll pull back on that but that's obviously a very sad news for someone like myself who's starting out doing obviously a film podcast and youtube channel and it's obviously a sad news for hundreds of other creatives out there they're not all the big paid stars there are people working in fashion uh, production editors that don't get paid the big bucks and they need movies like this to be released in order to get their paycheck and get their money's worth from these corporations and it's important not to lose sight of the little man in all of these because obviously when you see movie release dates obviously it's sad for yourself but you think oh the stars have got bags of money they don't need those movies to be released when really there are a lot of behind the scenes people working both in cinemas and in the production of these movies that really need the cinema industry to continue uh obviously it's it's sad that's happening and for me i'll be trying to concentrate a lot on reviewing old movies i'll probably have a look at doing mcu movies one by one in order that'll be fun to do as well as other big franchises like the, the indiana jones franchise and alien i've always wanted to take a look at also in the news, James Gunn is moving forward with a Peacemaker TV series for HBO Max, starring John Cena as a spin-off to his upcoming The Suicide Squad movie. This is a really interesting move, to be honest. It's uh, I'm not sure whether it's stated to come out after or before. If it's coming out before, that bodes well for the movie and for the studio's confidence in the movie. Uh that they want to build this world properly this time instead of rushing us into character interactions as they did in the first Suicide Squad movie. If it's coming out after, that's again a big bold move from the studio saying that they're, they're that we're going to be invested in these characters and we're going to want to see more of John Cena's Peacemaker. A Peacemaker series sounds like a really great idea. He's almost a punisher for the DC Universe. He's touted as Captain America but without the moral compass. And that's obviously always a really good, interesting story to delve into, the anti-hero mentality. John Cena's a really funny actor. James Gunn's a great uh, creative. And it's, it's sad. it is sad to me, on another note, that James Gunn's going to start working on the pre-production for this before he goes back to Marvel and starts work on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So Lord only knows how that delays it, how that delays Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3.